This meeting is being recorded. Hey everyone, welcome back to Agency Hacker. I'm Destine, your co-host of this show. Today I'm here with Tim, the founder of Compost Marketing Agency. I'm excited to have you on, Tim. How are you? Hi, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm good, it's almost the weekend. So, you know, just having some nice weather outside, it's great. Yes, I feel you, I'm excited for the weekend as well. Let's get started. What yeah. does your agency do and how did you start it? Yeah, so um, my agency, um, it's a compost marketing agency. It's actually my second agency. I still run my legacy agency, um, Lion Tiger Jaguar. Uh, but you can kind of like see it a little bit in the background. Uh, we set out to make compost mainstream. So we are a niche agency and um, we're super focused on organics recycling, um, you know, composting. So we kind of, you know, wanted to support that industry and that's what we're doing right now. Nice. So how has that process been with you so far with just organic recycling and just this movement with sustainability? Yeah, so um, I think it's been wonderful. It's been something, you know, like niching down has, a, I've, been, I've been working in marketing for like 20 years 15 years self-employed and um, I've been working, you know, mainly for local service businesses and, and, you know, really across a broad um, spectrum of industries and being in, in the compost industry is something that I can get behind personally. And I think um, to me, it's important. I don't think, you know, it's important for everyone. Some people just want to do a job that that's a job and that's cool. Um, I want to do something that's meaningful to me and I feel like, you know, ever since I've, I've made that shift, I feel like I, I'm more motivated and I, you know, it's easy to get up and, and start working. That's amazing. You said that it's meaningful to you. Is that the mm -hmm. reason behind starting it in general? Yeah, for sure. So I've been, um, I've been like looking for a niche. Um, I've been exploring the, the obvious things, you know, like plumbers and, and dentists and, and lawyers. And um, then I've been talking to, you know, different people. And so like one thing that resonated with me was what was a Darby Copenhagen said. He said, um, you know, go with your passion. It's, mm. it's, it just makes more sense long-term for your, your sanity. And that's what I did. I, I had a personal passion for composting. And um, so I'm now like doing it professional. So yeah, I'm really happy. That's amazing. I really align with that. You know, sometimes we're just often told to not go with our passions as we grow up or that it might not work out for us. But, you know, you can say that it truly has worked out for you. How has your journey been from when you started until now? Yeah, so... Um, I think, you know, if I had, if I had like taken a path, you know, that's, that's more obvious, maybe it would have been different, but I think there would have also been other challenges. So it's, it's cool. I actually, I joined the U.S. Composting Council last mm -hmm. year. Um, and yeah, I think like joining your association is really, uh, it's so valuable to connect with, you know, people that are already in this tree that know other players that will connect you. And um, I've started to just be really active 
and involved and helping them out. And um, turns out, you know, they 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 also help me now. So yeah, I think yeah. Um, it's been it's been a little bit um, slower than I expected in terms of getting the word out. But um, overall, I'm, I'm really happy. We've, I've, um, I'm now working with some of the state chapters of the U.S. Composting Council. Um, help them with their marketing. Um, we're working with some um, craft compost makers, equipment, equipment manufacturers. So I think the the industry has taken note, you know, that there's now a dedicated marketing um, agency. And mm. I think we're we're currently the only marketing agency in in composting. I mean, there's some people, you know, that that do marketing and composting, but since it's it's like such a small niche, um, I guess nobody else has tried. So, oh, that's huge! I had no idea that you were the only one. That's amazing. For those who may not know, can you expand on the Compost Council and how that's really impacted your agency today? Yeah, I mean, the U.S. Composting Council is the, um, the you know the main association for organics recyclers here in the United States, and um, it's like, I guess every bigger composter or player in the industry is a member. Not everybody is, but um, they just, you know, they, they put up, they put on events. So I'm going to be um, holding a workshop um, at the conference. There's like a yearly conference that's really important. Um, and overall, just connecting you with other people. I guess mm. if you have a niche, um, there's probably an association. And that was something that I learned uh, through the, the seven-figure agency. Um, you know, Josh Nelson, uh, that rings about, you know, like join the association. But um, that's, I think that's really uh, something that everybody that's in a niche needs to find their association and then get behind it, support them, you know, because so the uh, most of these associations are actually nonprofits because, you know, they're not, they're not a for-profit, they're not a business. So, they always, um, they, they have, you know, just limited resources in terms of money or, or, or um, people. So if, if you support them, then you support the mission or you support the industry that you're in and they take note and they'll, they'll um, you know, they'll give back, I guess they, so yeah. Yeah, it's amazing that you support them. Would you say that some of the people that you've, or peers that you've met there are clients that you work with now? Yes, yeah, so it was really instrumental for me. It also, you know, they, they have, um, so the U.S. Composting Council, they have um, their membership database. So mm -hmm. by joining the association, you you just open up a pool of, let's, I mean, I don't want to call them like qualified leads, but it's, you know, it's really, you open up a pool of, of contacts for yourself where you know that these people or these contacts have a, you know, just a similar interest. And so it, I just started to, you know, follow all the people that, that are in the committee, you know, mm -hmm. so I um, started engaging with them. And I think it would have taken a lot more time to identify all these players. I mean, especially mm -hmm. in a market like the United States, it's so many states there's so many people so um it kind of like gives you a, a real head start if, if you're like new to a niche and i was in terms of like you know connecting with 
compost professionally, I was I was really a, a newcomer. So that mm. helped tremendously. Yeah. Would you say that you learned just what did you learn actually just with you being new to the niche and just the process of getting clients and things like that? Um, like specific to to composting or more like marketing in general? Marketing or both. <laughs> yeah. So I think um, what I've learned is hmm, that's a good question. I'm I'm kind of thinking what what's the biggest takeaway? Um, I think you got to be persistent. You you gotta um, you gotta be honest and and open. That's kind of what I've tried to do. I I, I um, called a lot of people myself and uh, just tried to give them my background story and instead of like trying to sell them on something. But um, you know, just so that they can take note of that we are you know that we're now existing, that there's a dedicated marketing agency for, for the composting industry. Yeah. And um, I think another thing that I learned is is being persistent also means sometimes you have to be patient because it's not always the right time for for everyone. And I guess if you are in an industry like plumbing, you know, there's like tens of thousands of plumbers. So you could go and 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 contact plumbers in a different city every week you know you can like work on another city every week uh with mineage it's there there aren't like even ten thousand composters you know so it's like there's a lot less opportunity um in terms of like um connecting with people at the right time when they're ready so Mm. um sometimes even if they want to there's things that you know you just need to wait out and i guess that's part of the sales cycle. I guess our sales cycle is just a little longer than, than expected, but um, we are like, we're focused on this. So we're just going to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So would you say that your clients are found through referrals, through ads, social media? Yeah. So um, I guess it's a mix. So we definitely we're getting referrals, which um, all, you know, goes back to connecting with the right people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like people that are in a position to refer you, or people that are in a position where others will ask them for a referral. You know, like, do you know someone? And um, I think we've we've actually we got a good foot in the door because we've gotten referrals, and um, we're we're really active on social media. So I personally, I am. Uh, like posting on LinkedIn every day. Mm. That's one of my strategies to um, wait, or create visibility for myself within mm. the composting industry, but at the same time to also create awareness about composting on LinkedIn towards mm. other people that aren't necessarily in the industry. Nice. That's amazing. So you've been utilizing LinkedIn. Do you also use Instagram, TikTok, um, Twitter? Yeah. <clears throat> so we have a, you know, like a content distribution process where we post it to all channels. It's kind of like one of our, our um, mantras. It's, you know, like if you make a piece of content, you might as well publish it to multiple channels. Um, although, I guess just posting content doesn't really um, move the needle too much anymore. On, on you know, like 
some people say, well, just focus on one platform so that you can get, you know, like behind everything. Because I think just posting is like, is one one piece of the puzzle, but you really need to engage with others, comment on other, you know, um, accounts and really do networking with others. And then, and it's like, it, that's much harder to, to accomplish than just like, use a tool, you know, that, that publishes your content uh, multiple, multiple channels. So that being said, I think we, um, and we have still room for improvement on Instagram in terms of connecting with others. Um, not really active on TikTok um, yet, but I guess um, it, it's going to be in, inevitable. You know, like Facebook and Instagram, they're moving towards those video type, you mm -hmm. know, content and stuff. So I guess we're still going to be be there soon. But for us, it's really we're trying to make the connections with. Um, kind of like B2B, you know, and LinkedIn, I think is really still like the best platform because people, it's, it's just the context around it. You know, like if you're, if you're browsing on TikTok, you're not necessarily looking for a marketing company for your compost business. You know, it's like you're just trying to kill some time or, you know, get entertained or something. And um, I think for us, LinkedIn is like where people kind of like expect a little bit more, you know, business connections and stuff like this. Mm -hmm. So that's why we put the focus on LinkedIn for now. Yeah. You know, I mean, digital marketing is rapidly just evolving right now. And it sounds like you're prioritizing building relationships, you know, as you're getting clients and just learning more about, you know, your industry. Would you say that you... Like, what does sustainable business growth look like for you or look like for your agency? Yeah, well, for me, it means uh, one part, you know, organic growth. So um, I guess we are not like trying to rush and, and grow aggressively. Um, I'm also, you know, I'm not like trying to to invest too much money in a you know, like accelerated growth that, that we can really sustain. So like, as you said, what's sustainable I think for us it's like um we're kind of like moving a pattern of like onboarding a couple of new clients and then um ex you know growing our team so like I'm still you know like growing the team internally so that we can have more specialists for certain for certain tabs mm -hmm. and I, I I've worked for a freelancer for a long time you know like deliberately because I just want to do not really have to take care of all other players and, you know, like or my staff, my team. Um, but now, you know, I'm at, I'm at a point in my life where I don't want to do all the stuff that I've been doing. You know, I've been, I've been doing like really a broad spectrum of, of things and my time is, is, is better spent on, you know, like growing the business now and having others execute. I mean, you know, that's really the how you grow the agency. Get yourself out of the day-to-day -day operations and more into planning the business. And I'm, you know, like I think, you, I think you've mentioned like what's my biggest um, my biggest roadblock towards seven figures, and that's mm -hmm. that. You know, it's like still I'm still very much involved in in operations and what's going on in day-to-day. -day. So. Um, 
I think like making that that step away from that and, and leaving more and more um, to my team. I think that's that's really going to be crucial because um, if I'm spending time, you know, like editing a piece of content, then I'm not spending time growing the business or reaching out to others. So. I see. Yeah, that sounds like it's looking for more expansion. I love that you emphasize just organic growth. You know, not a lot of people emphasize that yeah. um, nowadays. Do you think that there's been a process for you just building your team and being able to build trust or within your agency, would you say? Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been a wild ride, especially uh, we're like all uh, like remote or virtual team. Uh, we have, um, you know, our um, master graphics designers in Germany. Um, I'm actually also from Germany. I, I've been living in the United States for seven years. Um, so yeah, she's still working there. Uh, we have a content writer here in the United States. Uh, we have some people overseas. So um, to me, it was a big change to to find people. I'm like a person that really is willing to to give give trust to to my employees because I feel like um, it's just important, you know, that that people feel that they get that from their from their leader. Um, to kind of like excel with what they're doing. But it's also, it's always a little bit of a gamble, right? Because you have to rely on what you've been told in the interview or on the references. But um, I guess if you take a look at, at what, you know, what people have done so far, you can kind of like see where it's headed. And then we also usually do, you know, like some sort of um, test, you know, like do some work before we get started. Um, but then you're like, I don't, I don't, um, you like, uh, have my overseas staff, you know, like track their hours down to the minute. I don't care. It's like, I, I care for the deliverables, you know, and I'm also giving them room to make mistakes. And, and so like, that's one thing I've stopped, um, accepting work that is last minute. Where it's like, hey, we need this like tomorrow or in two days. Or can you do this? You know, it's no. Um, we need like a week, two weeks, or a month or something in advance. And having that buffer gives me the chance to be, you know, less stressed out about meeting or getting a deadline. Because like obviously, if I have a if I have a tight deadline, and then my staff, you know, doesn't deliver quality or something that I expect then mm -hmm. I don't have time to make it right but then that's my fault as the leader I'm setting them up for failure you know it's like if I give you too little time and expect an outcome that that is not you know achievable in that time and it's 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 not working out so by having these longer buffers I can just say you know what let's let's edit this here let's tweak this there you know or go and do a little bit more research, dig deeper or, and then I think this, this also reflects in the output, you know, mm -hmm. we'll have better output because, you know, long-term also my team realizes, you know, that they don't have to be stressed out and do everything mm -hmm. like the last minute. Although, you know, like some people do their best work if, if the deadline is tomorrow, but um, I'd rather, I'd rather, do things in advance so 
you know, specific, you know, the content is like, we, we make content in batches. So we'll make content, you know, like eight or 12 weeks at a time. And I think that's, um, it's not like that we don't have like some like live updates or something, but mm -hmm. making a batch of content two or three months in advance really gives you the time to focus on it, you know, and it's, I think it's really efficient. And then we schedule it and can kind of forget about it for a while. And I think that, that process has really served as well. Yeah, batching content is so important. This in general just sounds a lot like quality over quantity um, yeah. and just emphasizing on, you know, you said deliverables and just what's important to your agency. Yeah. What would you say is your expertise right now, your agency's expertise? Yeah, so um, definitely integrating marketing. So okay. I think... Um, you know, you mentioned marketing or digital marketing is, has like such a fast pace and everything's changing. Um, I think because of that, we often overlook how we can integrate our marketing with what is already there or what has worked before and the different channels that we have. And, um, you know, like a lot of people put everything into their social media and then forget about the website, you know, mm -hmm. but like they're already creating that content. So put it out on the website as well, or start with mm -hmm. the website, make a piece of content that's big, like a long blog post, chop it up and make the content from there. So I'm always a fan of integrating online and offline as well. That's another thing. It's like bridging. We're still people that live in that world. It's like, we're not all yet in the metaverse and you know, just like walking around with these goggles when we go out of shop or something. We are still people that, that um, connect with each other when they meet, you know? And uh, one example is, is um, collecting reviews. So, you know, like Google reviews, very important um, aspect of social trust and, and your rankings on Google. So um, some companies will just set, or, you know, put everything into an automated workflow where it's like, there's like a message that goes out, you know, based mm -hmm. on a trigger or something asking for a review. Mm -hmm. And I guess that often gets ignored because we're just being bombarded with all these requests, you know, mm -hmm. but like if you have an actual employee ask a person, you know, face to face right after the sale, when they're happy, when you can like, when you, when you, you just talk to them, you like have a little bit of a connection right there you know like one human to another and then mm -hmm. if you like with us you're like plumbing is not really like mission-based i mean you're like you're like keeping the, the drains open or something like <laughs> we're trying to like change how people discard of their waste you know it's like really we're trying to come up with a lifestyle change that is much healthier for the environment but um so in this sense there's a mission like mm -hmm. any composter has that mission. So you can talk to that person more on that mission level and tell them, you know what? If you support that mission, then you can help mm -hmm. us and the mission by leaving us a review. You know, it gives us more visibility. If we have more visibility, we'll make more compost. We'll divert mm -hmm. more organics from the landfill. And um, then they are much more likely to, to give you a review. 
Like, I think, like, with this um, face-to-face and asking at the right point in time, mm-hmm. it's almost like, so one thing we've, we've, we've learned is, like, almost 100% of people will say yes. So it's like, if you do it in the, in the right time, there's almost nobody who will say, no, I'm not going to leave this review, you know? Mm. Very slim chance. And then out of those 100%, 50% leave your review. And that's a really great rate if you compare that to any other, you know, metric, sending a text message or an email or something. If you get a review from half of your customer base, imagine how many reviews you can collect within a year. I mean, you kind of know your the number, you know, of customers you serve on average. Mm-hmm. So it's tremendous. And especially in our industry, uh, there's a lot of like smaller players that will compete with, you know, like a Home Depot or a Lowe's, you know, because mm. those are the obvious places where people will get their, their potting soil or their compost, you know, because like everybody knows, okay, this is the Home Depot has a garden center. That's where I can find my, my soil. So mm. um, in terms of uh, competing with those big players on Google, um you can make a big difference if you, as that local business, um, you know, you take care of your Google business profile really well. Because mm-hmm. um, right now, the individual Home Depot and Lowe's locations, they don't have like their own social media team or, or like a Google business uh, manager. Mm-hmm. It's like they have a profile, but it's not really, it's not up to date. They are collecting reviews for like everything they sell in the store, you know, from the hammer to the nail to the soil. Um, and, you know, that company, if, if, if a local soil company now, you know, starts to make an effort to be better with the reviews and be better with the Google business profile, they will, you know, show up before Home Depot or Lowe's for the local searches. And that's really one of the goals that we're trying to achieve for them is to, you know, to, to get local visibility even against nationwide competitors. Mm. I yeah. really, yeah, oh, continue. Well, I was just gonna say, it's like that's in any industry, mm-hmm. you know, there's like the local players and then there's the nationwide players you know, like if you're a lawyer, if you type, do any search for a lawyer, you'll come up with these these sites like, you know, like Yelp for lawyers, essentially, where they have such a big presence because they're nationwide and they have lawyers signing up in every city. So it's hard to compete against that on your local level. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but if, if you um, take care of the Google business profile, you can really um, compete against them. Yeah. You know, as someone who's passionate about just the wellness industry and just mm-hmm. overall lifestyle changes, the fact that you mentioned mission focus is so important, you know, emphasizes lifestyle changes and just, just service-based, changing people's lives. And that's huge. Would you say that that's one of your core values in your agency? Yeah, I guess so. Um, you know, we're always saying we're, we're not just promoting compost. We're trying to facilitate a pattern change. And it's really, uh, it's hard to break up a pattern that has been, you know, replicated and over like the last 50 years or more, you know, where it's like, 
people are being used to just throw their organic trash in the regular trash can, you know, because that's how they've been doing it. So mm-hmm. once you once you kind of like break up the pattern, then it's it it almost leads to a lifestyle change because then mm-hmm. you know you you and and that, that's really important fact because with composting it's something that we have to do every day. Mm-hmm. We we eat every day. So we mm-hmm. we get we have uh, organic waste every day. It's not like we do that once and we're done. You know, it's like we have to go to the bathroom every day, and that's essentially, <laughs> you know, it, it'll never stop. So that's yeah. the same thing. It's, it's like um, we we're trying to get people to start composting, and it never stops. You know, that's really what that that's what we mean by saying we're making compost mainstream is. That we need, I don't know if you know that, but let me give you a little background. Of the regular trash that goes out, about 30%, and there's like some statistic that going up to 40% is organic material. That means that stuff can be composted and it shouldn't go in the landfill for many different reasons. You know, it's like in the landfill, it'll be lost forever. It'll create a lot of greenhouse gases that we don't need to put out in the atmosphere, um, and it's it's just it's just lost. If we um, the thing is, we need to think of composting as an even better, you know, as a form of recycling. If you say mm-hmm. recycling to someone right now, everybody thinks of putting your plastic in a different right. So mm-hmm. out of out of plastics, the whole plastics, you know. Just about 8% of all plastic trash is actually recycled, okay? So, but like, and then the problem with these plastics is that a lot of them have like multiple different plastics together, mixed together, so they can't be separated. So it's Mm -hmm. almost a lost cost from the start. But 100% of organics can be recycled. You know, like if something was alive, it can be recycled. It's not like that. You have like two different forms of organic material that can't go together. Like, like uh, you have like a hard plastic and a soft plastic that is like, you know, like sometimes you have these, these, these weird packagings that, okay. So with composting, it's different. It's something, it's, it's really like the obvious thing that we need to do with all the challenges that we're facing right now, you know, that we're like up against. So um, yeah, I guess that's, that's why I feel so strongly about this and have decided, you know, get behind it. Yeah, I love that. I love that you said pattern change. It's wild that just our everyday choices can really impact not just us, but future generations. So, yeah, I'm sure this agency is, is something that a lot of people who are passionate, not about just wellness, but about our lives can get behind. I do want to transition though. What do you think is, you know, one thing that's keeping you right, keeping your agency from leveling up right now? Yeah, as I mentioned, it's, I'm still uh, involved in operations, you know, I'm executing things. Mm-hmm. Um, but for now, that's what, you know, it's, it's just what is allowed us to operate in the way we, we're operating right now. Um, so I, you know, I think if, if we're going to be, you know, after we've onboarded a couple more clients, you know, we'll probably be able to add another um, person that can be, you know, the operations manager 
So it's like right now I'm I'm built, I have a team you know that that has you know specific functions, but I don't have that umbrella person that keeps them together. So mm. what I'm still doing, and um, I think once once we we can secure you know the funding through more business, we'll be able mm. to 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 get to that point. And um, and then I think the other thing is is just being persistent and being visible mm -hmm. to the people that um, could use our services. Because mm -hmm. like I said, I mean, we're the only marketing agency in the niche right now. So it's also something that is like a pro, but on the other hand, it's, you know, a lot of them already have a person that does marketing. Then um, we got we to gotta work around, you know, like their budget limitations. But, uh, you know, I think we're adapting and we're still young with with what we're doing. And um, I guess I'm pretty happy with where we are. So I think in a year from now, you know, let's have another conversation and then see how, how I feel like um, overcome this. I think another thing is also just my private life. You know, I really value my family. I have two kids and um, mm -hmm. I, I will um you know just like shut down the laptop and and then put my phone in dnd &D mode and uh, and i have dinner with my family you know it's like mm -hmm. something where obviously i could could answer another email i could you know like try to start another project and stuff like that but to be able to do this long term and you, you mentioned wellness before mm -hmm. um, you know i want to do it at, at a pace that is sustainable for me and at a pace where I'm, I'm gonna, you know, stay a happy person. You know, there's like, especially working in this field, I also see a lot of shit that's that's like really, really, you know, going in the wrong direction. So it's easy to become depressed, right? Although you're working mm -hmm. in something, it gives you meaning. Um, so I need that balance, and I've kind of come to the conclusion that. You know, if it's going to take a little bit longer, that's fine with me. Because um, there's only like, if you have, you know, like an, an um, what's it called, like macroeconomics or something, you know, like you have that curve between, you know, time and money. You know, like, like how much more money do you want to have, but you will get less time. So, mm. you know, I think I have a really good balance between money and time. Because like, what am I going to do with all the money if I don't have time to spend it or if I feel, you know, if I'm, if I'm not in a good state of mind and I'm just going to spend it on things that, um, where it's like I'm trying to buy happiness, you know, it's like I'm, I'm rather taking the time and be happy and then I don't need to spend that extra money. So it's kind of like how I approach that. I love that. Yeah. Happiness can't be bought. And, you know, in any industry that anyone's in, there's always something that you can be doing, but just prioritizing work-life balance is so important. And, you know, it just adds to the conversation of, of our personal wellness and our journeys. You yeah. know, I think that listeners listening to this will really enjoy this conversation. I do want to ask you if you have any advice for any agency owners and just your peers. Like general advice? Marketing. Yeah, general. Hmm. Well, try to take an ice bath. 
<laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. It has nothing to do with what we talked about, but that's like, um, yeah. you know, the thing that I like, uh, I enjoy. So um, I saw this guy who said, um, make your winter into a summer. And um, wow. yeah, especially here in Cleveland, there's a lot of people that are like, oh my God, the Cleveland winters so long it's so dark and so cold yeah. you know and it is you know, it is but um so um i don't know like three years ago i started to just um go out you know like swim in in ice cold water from october to march and uh you know doesn't matter what weather how much how thick the ice is we'll bring an axe and um you know it's 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 another thing that um you know work-life balance wellness and um, like once you overcome your fears, once you once you're like with yourself when you go into the cold, I think it's it's really um, a great way to to just um, have like like have something. I mean, I feel like it gives you superpowers. Yes, I agree. <laughs> um, I laughed when you said that. Yeah, I have. And my fiance, he's actually from Ohio. And yeah, and I was there and it's very much cold. Um, but he also loves ice baths and he tells me to just keep doing it and facing your fears. It really does take you places, yeah. I'll say. So I think that's great advice. Um, how can people get in contact with you? Yeah, and so, yeah, um, you can uh, connect with me on LinkedIn for sure. Um, uh, um, you know, search for my name, Tim Stecker. Uh, it's Tim and then S T E C K E L. Um, you can check out compost-marketing.com. Uh, that's our website. Um, yeah, so I'd be happy to um, you know connect with you. Great. Thank you so much for this conversation. Yeah. Thank you too.